Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 153 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good, Megan. How are you? I'm really good because I am like one day away from tying a bow on this move that I've been yeah. in the middle of for like the last three weeks. So the epic move. that's yeah, the epic move. So that's what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about moving and home renovations with kids. We've both done both, um, mm-hmm. although I haven't done any renovations in a, in a while. Um, and moving with bigger kids is very different from moving with little kids, but you've moved with little kids. So we'll have, have a lot to say. And this is, yes, we will. And this is one where we realized, oh, I think we have an episode in our archives that talks about this. But the truth is, that was two years ago. Things are so different. Um, And so there is an episode 56 back from June 2016. We're just going to build on that. Um, And we have heard from a lot of listeners who are moving. I think it's a time of life thing. You know, people are outgrowing homes or moving for jobs. Um, So even if you are not currently in the middle of a move, I think there's a lot in this episode that really speaks to any kind of home upheaval. (laughs) And when I get to my stuff, it'll be like, not even like fun remodels, just different things we've had to do in the last year or so with the house that I've did not expect. And I think there's a lot of overlap there. So even if you are in your forever house, I think we can all relate to home upheaval. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think when we did this episode a couple of years ago, um, I was not right in the middle of a move. So right. I'm sure the stuff I'm going to think to talk about today are things oh, yeah, that you just have, coming, it's like top popping of mind. into my head. It's, <laughs> it's very top, top of, of mind for you. Yeah. Sarah, our sponsor, Vionic, is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip-On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. 
And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Megan. Mike, am, am I going first? Okay. I mean, you have Ooh. a lot to say here. Yes, I do. I have a lot of notes, and I don't usually make a lot of notes, but I had to. I had to really jot some stuff down because I, I wanted um, to make sure I covered as much as I could. So yeah, you just lead to the way, and give... I'll, do, I'll jump in. <laughs> okay. Well, just to give everyone kind of a an idea of where I'm at right now, I am in the throes. I am probably in the final 7%. Of, <laughs> like seven. we, well, it's not five. That would be too, that would be too generous. ambitious and yeah. generous, but like 7%, it's less than 10, more than five um, of a major move. I've lived in the same home for five years with five kids and I'm moving out of that home and I'm moving into a home that is about less than half the size, probably, probably more like a third. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a lot smaller. Um, and for the first time, although, you know, John still has stuff in the house and has been helpful in getting his stuff and helping the kids move their stuff for the first time, I've really been planning it all by myself. Um, which, you know, I'm a planner. I always took that kind of role anyway, uh, in our relationship when we were married, but now there truly is like, I'm the one making the phone calls. I'm yeah. the one, you know, renting and finding the help yeah. and all that stuff. So it's a lot. And that has been a my lot. kids have gone through so many phases in the last five years. When we moved in, Clara was four years old. Mm-hmm. So there's toys, there's books I haven't, that I forgot. Like I went to her closet and it is like a museum in there. A time capsule. A time capsule. And she doesn't like to throw things away either. Mm-hmm. So that's been challenging. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I had a lot of space. So while I'm not a big shopper, I'm not someone who just shops for fun a whole bunch. There's a lot of accumulation that Mm -hmm. happens in that much time. And because I had so much space, I wasn't really, I didn't really have to edit stuff that closely. I had this enormous, just as an example, I had an enormous bureau, one of those ones that like is, you know, horizontal. Yep. And every inch of it was covered with jewelry and candles and, uh, 
toiletries and I don't have that kind of space to fill now. So Mm -hmm. like just those little things, they seem small, but when you add up, add them up over close to 3000 square feet, it's just, whew, it's a lot. So I got some tips, Mm -hmm. keeping in mind that I'm learning as I go. And also keep in mind that this really, most of my tips are going to apply to like more of a local move Mm -hmm. um, than if you're doing like a cross country move that kind of has to happen quickly in which I say blessings to you and good luck. Well, and actually, let me jump in because I feel like we talked about that quite a bit in that episode 56 from two years ago because I wasn't too far. I was less than a year post move from Arizona to California with three little kids. Um, And so that might, I think there's some, probably some, let's just assume there's some good tips in there about cross, cross country moves. Yeah. 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 So there may, there may be a few of them are gonna, uh, in your episode there were, and a few of these will definitely apply, but some of the stuff just won't be possible unless you're moving someplace within, you know, an easy drive. So, okay. So here I'm going to go, I'm just going to dive in. Um, so my first tip is to go slowly if you can. So I gave myself three weeks. Um, I'm moving from one rental to another. Mm-hmm. And I purposely gave myself three full weekends. And it worked mm-hmm. out to just about three weeks of time to get from one house to the other. And I, I guess I did that for a few reasons. One is I really wanted to be able to do most of my editing at the old house. Uh-huh. I didn't want to move stuff in. Yes. And then have to get rid of anything that is I like, wanted <laughs> that is such a good tip just right off the bat you I wanted every single thing I brought to the new house to be something that I wanted in the mm-hmm. new house and you don't know that unless you unpack and start putting stuff away yeah and live with it for a couple of days and then say okay is there space for more mm-hmm. um, if not uh, is it something I can get rid of or is it something I want to keep and so I've been really able to be very strategic about that which has been so so super helpful like in the very beginning all I was doing was bringing like three or four boxes at a time in my car over to the new house. And I would just actually unpacking them. Like you weren't just unpacking. That's that's good. Yeah. So I'd unpack and put stuff away and like kind of figure out where things were supposed to go. And I set up my kitchen really early on um, because I just wanted to kind of feel like how it was going to feel to live in the new house so that I could make better decisions at the old house. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing about that is when you do that, you kind of set up a place you want to live in. Mm-hmm. And I hate the feeling of like going through this big move, getting into your new house and then hating it because all you see is boxes and, and mess. Oh yeah. So I've, I've brought my house back to like, in the funny thing is that it, I keep messing it up, right? I get it to where it looks great. And like, I could have a party and then I bring more boxes and it's a mess again. And then I have to do the same thing over, but it's like a, it's a very manageable amount of stuff. So I know I'm going to spend an evening unpacking and get it basically back to where it was on the day before. So that again is something that would only work if you live close enough and have the time to make that work. I really really love that. I really love that. There's so much, um, like almost self-care sanity saving in that because Mm -hmm. you are, it's like we've talked about the Marie Kondo book that neither of us loved, but you really are being super intentional about like every object that you lay your hands on. Not only is this coming with me, but where it's going to go. I'm super impressed that you, you not only, I mean, I, I, I'm behind you on the get rid of stuff in the old house before you move, but I don't think I would have taken the step to really unpack box by box as you go to really see where it fits and how it works in the new house. I'm super impressed. Good oh, job. well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And it's been more about sanity saving than yeah. anything. I knew that I couldn't do this the way I might've done a move five years ago. Like I just with, without having as much help on hand and yeah. stuff, it's like, I really needed for this to like to feel sane in the three weeks while I was in this, in the middle of this and not yeah. to feel like I was living 
in and I'm saying this, I'm looking around my bedroom and there's so many stuff. There's so many things I still have to attend to, but it's a it's a home. Right. Um on that note, what I decided to do and has really been great is to make the first big push all about getting into the new place. Like mm-hmm. everybody wanted to be in the new place right away. Mm-hmm. Like the kids wanted to be sleeping here. I really wanted to be cooking here. And so the first weekend that I, you know, got a U-Haul and hired some people, I'll talk a little bit more about that later, and did that first push, it was all about getting stuff in to make the new house livable. Mm-hmm. It is like super depressing to live in a house that you've half moved out of. That's yeah. all dirty. Yeah. Um, and you don't end up making as good a choice as I don't think about the way you move stuff because you still you're like kind of in limbo and you still mm-hmm. need stuff in the old mm-hmm. place to live and you can't get into the new place until you've done that stuff. So um, living and cooking and sleeping and showering in the new place, like gave me just a better idea of how I wanted it to get set up. And also right. it's fun. Like yes. the old place is just old. I'm done. You know, and like, then when you go back yeah. to the old place, you're super clear about what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, because you've actually spent time. And when I go back to the old place, I'm not sitting down and reading or watching TV or getting in my computer. <laughs> I'm there to work. And yeah. so it's really made it very clear about that. The new house is for living in. The old house is for getting stuff out of, and mm-hmm. that's it. So when we go there, we are in all business mode. And it, mm-hmm. even if we only have like two hours on a Monday evening after the kids get out of school, like we really use those two hours mm-hmm. and then we're done. Like I don't even take my coat off half the time. I'm just <laughs> over there like work, 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 get everything in the box, get it out and then get back to home, which is now yeah. new house. Um, and I feel like for me, that was a mental shift that needed to happen. And for me, it was helpful to make that happen quickly. Yeah to not feel like I had one foot in an old life and one foot in a new life, but just to kind of be like, well, guys, we moved to the bed. So it's yeah. official now yeah. and we're out. And yeah. there was kind of that moment of like, oh my gosh, should I have recorded like the last night we all slept in the house together again? Right. And I, I sort of forgot to do that because I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. And then we moved to the beds and I was like, oh, well, whoops. But you it. know, I have five years of history in that yeah. house. I don't really need, I don't know. I don't really need to have like that. It marked in that way. Yeah. So um okay so on that note as well like giving your and and i say this with like kind of my tongue in cheek because i have been so busy over the last couple of months and have not at all had the time i probably would have liked but if when you can like just setting aside time to enjoy the new place keeping yourself less scheduled having less travel i was wrapping up a show so i had tech week for annie jr which i was directing during like one of the weeks of my move but even then, I took days off work sometimes mm-hmm. just to like be able to kind of come to the new house and hang out during the day and figure out where I wanted to put stuff and that kind of thing. So I think that like the less scheduled to keep yourself during yeah. that time. The I better. would agree with that. And I would I would even add that um, extend the amount of time that you think you're going to need that. Uh, yeah. That lighter schedule, um, because I think we you know, if you think of how we moved when we were in our 20s, right, like you'd, right. you'd take a weekend and you'd just Throw everything in the box and do it. And then you'd hop back to regular life. We have, there's more stuff and more implications of big moves these days when you have kids and have families. And um, so I would say that that lighter schedule, I'm all for extending that for a month after the move. I mean, not maybe not to the same degree, but um, just remembering that you're going to have to be home for the cable guy to come and you're going to have to like, there's going to be random logistical and administrative things that take up time for weeks after. And so I think if you can anticipate that um, and just create that breathing room, if at all possible. Yeah. Well, let me actually, I want to address that too. Like I, you know, when I first started um, 
this process, I made like a huge long list of all the things that would have to be dealt with, like getting utilities set up, Mm -hmm. um, change of address form, um, hiring people to come actually help with the actual move. I have things in the old house that I am probably going to need to sell. When was I going to get those listed Mm -hmm. on Craigslist? When was I going to have a cleaning service come? Like all these things. And I wrote everything down and it was so overwhelming, Mm -hmm. like huge. And so I really just decided to not think about anything except what was right in front of me. So I prioritized based on like what kind of had to happen early. um, And then what could kind of happen in that second Yes. week and then what could happen at the end and then yeah. honestly what doesn't have to happen at all if I run out of time like yep. there what if there's things I don't get to that I get dinged on my security deposit or something like I can't put those first yes this can't be the first because they're not so urgent they're not essential things that I have to do they're things that I would like to do um, but maybe I won't get to it and that's okay too so and that's uh, so yeah. that's so true of any major project undertaking yeah. and I am totally guilty of making everything seem like the same priority I'm doing it right, right. now with everything we have going on for work and travel and like <laughs> the next few yeah. weeks are really crazy and it's really hard when you get into overwhelm to prioritize so that was super smart and you're right like even the things that were important they didn't all need to happen in the same week, like just breaking it out. Like, okay, this does have to happen, but it can happen the week after we move. And so therefore I do not need to worry about it at all right now. That's right. That's great. It's like one step at a time survival. Like I I can only do the things that the two things that are right in front of me. Yeah. And I'm not going to think about the things that aren't in front of me right now, because then I'll never, I won't be able to focus on those things anyway. So, um, so yeah, one of the things I did do early was rent a dumpster. I put a exclamation point next to that. (laughs) I actually had them come. I had them come remove it and bring back a new one because I was loving throwing things away and just having it was like right outside my front door. I love that. And so I was like walking out with bags and just chucking yes. them out the front door into the dumpster. It felt amazing. Um, but just knowing that there are things I'm not taking with me yep. that Goodwill does not want. Yep. Um, and just having like a, just another place to put it that has nothing to do with moving. It was so yep. easy and it made it feel really good. So I would highly recommend it. Does your um, local trash service have a like a bulk pickup that you can Yeah, you can do a special pickup. We used to have it worked differently in Arizona versus California. In Arizona, it was a set day of the quarter. I think once a quarter there was bulk pickup. Oh, and and so you had to wait for that day and you could stack stuff out like a week in advance, but you couldn't leave it out like all quarter. Um, But here we can schedule and you can schedule, I think, up to three or four a year. Um, and it's fantastic. So a dumpster is a great idea for when you're in that like big purging phase. But I would also add that maybe even once you get into the new house, you know, you have packaging and like weird, like when you ordered a piece of furniture and now there's like all this weird, um, like oversized boxes and all this weird stuff. So, um, definitely look into if you have a bulk pickup option in your area and that is huge. I didn't even like, it's, it's such a service and it's just included and, but you might have to go find it. I'll be using that because uh, the dumpster is now full and I'm not going to get another yeah. one, but um, I will be calling the city next week to yes. come and grab whatever, is, whatever flotsam and jetsam yes. is left over at the end here is going to go out to the road and then yep. people will come pick through it because we yep. can do that. And yep. then whatever's left, they, the city will come and get yeah. Um, to the note about boxes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to mention that one other benefit of doing a slow move, if you're able to is you have fewer boxes. We, I think mm-hmm. I got eight, I think I purchased eight boxes, maybe 10 from U-Haul. Mm-hmm. And I've just been refilling them, like emptying them and refilling them and emptying them and refilling them and emptying them and refilling them because then mm-hmm. I don't have 8 million boxes at the end that I have to then deal with, mm-hmm. which is another clutter thing, you know, that can drive you crazy and takes up a ton of space. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so again, that wouldn't work if you're doing like a big one weekend move, but right. it did work in this circumstance. Yeah. Um, let's talk about hiring help. I didn't really have the budget to do like a, like a true moving company this mm-hmm. time. Like people who would come pack up your stuff yeah. and decide like what and make sure it all goes to the right rooms and stuff. But I did actually end up hiring a couple football players nice. <laughs> to come over like young, young men. And they came over and they, um, they just helped us move all the big stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting too old now and I'm yeah. getting too old to ask my friends. My friends are getting too old to ask them <laughs> to move my sofas. You know, yeah. you know how it is when you're like yeah. in your twenties, your yeah. friends move that stuff and you yeah. give them beer or whatever. Yeah. And now it's like, no, I don't want to ask anyone to yeah. go up and down stairs with heavy furniture. Right. Except, uh, <laughs> I'll ask my kids. This is a liability that no one should be assuming. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, so I had these two guys come and they came for like two hours and did like all the stuff that I was dreading. Like, the stuff I knew I I wouldn't be capable of moving myself or even with two or three of my bigger kids like and I didn't want to ask anyone to do. They did mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so that was another priority thing. Like I had to go around my house and say what would be the most value for me to for them to get out mm-hmm. now. And that was the first big push like they I kind of had a week where I, I brought boxes over slowly and stuff. But then the mm-hmm. first big push was getting the beds in the mm-hmm. bed frames, the sofa. um the dining room table, like all the big, the desks, all the, and the dressers, yeah. all the big heavy stuff that I didn't want to deal with that would make the house livable. Um, mm-hmm. So that, you know, in any way you can get people to help you with stuff. It doesn't necessarily have to look like a cleaning service. I had a cleaning yeah. service come because I knew I was not going to have time to go clean the old house to right. the degree I wanted it cleaned. And they right. did a fantastic job. And when I go back over there now and the house is clean, it feels so much better. Yes. I don't feel like I'm I don't know. It just it felt so gross when you start yeah. moving stuff and there's like dog hair, yeah. you know, yeah. tumbleweeds under the sofa and just dust everywhere. And it, yeah. The house looks so dirty when you move yeah. all the stuff out of it, especially when you've been in it for a long time. So that felt really good. That's awesome. Can I add a yeah, quick tip that I'm yeah, just go ahead. thinking back to um, when I had really little kids and something that just came back to me with regard to boxes and stuff is so uh, my kids were one, three and five when we had to sell our house and move from yeah, Arizona yikes. to California, which is like a really was really hard. Um, but one thing I do remember, and I probably learned this the hard way, was smaller boxes were a lifesaver for me. If you have the option. Oh, yeah. Be- because yep. the way I had moved in the past was very gradual. Like, do a little bit here. Like, open a bathroom cabinet, take out all the toiletries, put some in a box. But maybe now I'm going to add some lighter things to that box. It was this very, like, sort of meandering semi-strategic thing but I was um it was where I left things out in process a lot and you cannot leave things out in process when you have a one three and five year old you know the toddler the little (laughs) one was into everything but then even the older two kids would get sort of um like distressed or sad if things were like if there was a bookshelf of their books and toys that was half pulled down so smaller boxes and doing one thing completely really saved me because I might have only had like a nap time or after they were in bed for a little bit and so whereas in the past I would have had like a bunch of rooms in progress for like two weeks I had to just be like okay this corner of the playroom is going and when the kids wake up from their naps it's got to be pretty much gone which might be a little distressing but not nearly as distressing as like now they're pulling toys out of a box and I'm telling them to put back in and right so um having physically smaller boxes allowed me to do that and just be more complete um each time like just do a chunk and do it completely instead of have this you know like open-ended goal. That's so, that's such a good tip. And it's funny, I'm looking around my house right now and all of the boxes that I have here that are the bigger ones are the ones I have not fully unpacked yet. They're all open and like I took half the stuff out and left the rest because 
I don't, you know, it's just too much stuff. Like it's yeah. too much stuff to deal with all at once and they take up physically more space. Yeah. So then I don't even want to approach them. Right. Like there's stuff kind of around them. So that's, that's a really good tip. I think I even maybe got the small boxes because we did have a moving company help us for that move. And so it might've even been from them. And, you know, especially when you get into heavy items, small boxes can still actually get heavy. So yeah. having a bunch of smaller kind of cubes to stack, I think was way better for me than big giant ones that I felt like I had to fill over the course of a week or whatever. Yeah, no, that that makes a ton of sense. Um, that actually reminds me that before you start having your kids put together boxes, give them a quick tutorial about how to <laughs> how to tell which side is the right side, because U-Haul boxes have nice little handles and there's nothing worse than trying to pick up, oh, you know, funny. a heavy box that the kids put together upside down. Oh, I learned so that the hard learned way. That the hard well. way. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, on that on that note, another tip that I have, I am like super I'm not a spatially aware person. We've no. talked about this. Yes, this is well And the more the more my physical surroundings become disoriented, the more disoriented I get. So uh-huh. I am terrible about when I'm in the move losing things over and over. Like yes. set down the packing tape, lose it. Where's the Sharpie? No yes. idea. Where did I put the trash bags? I yes. don't know. And I find them like all over the house. So finally, after complaining at you about this a couple of times, I kept losing my cell phone because <laughs> yeah. I'd walk in the house. I'd leave my purse in the car because who needs one more thing to carry? I'd walk in with just my phone and set it down and yeah. then immediately forget where it was. And so all of I, your, you're just totally unmoored. Like all right. of your usual patterns are disrupted. So all those things like autopilot of where you set your phone down are go out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually ended up getting a basket and I kept it um, like kind of near where you first walk in. And I just kept all of that stuff, like anything I might need to yes. grab packing tape, Sharpies, car bags, yeah. uh, car key. Yes. Car keys, paper towels, like just yep. stuff like that, like was all right there. So I'd stop losing it. And I, I honestly probably lost my phone 10 times before yeah. I finally took that step. Um, but that was really helpful. Oh, another thing I was going to say when you were talking about smaller boxes, mm-hmm. I find that, um, Paper grocery store bags can work really well for small, like for the kids. Yeah. When they were feeling really overwhelmed, I would have them fill like a paper bag from the, you know, like yep. just like a paper shopping bag or a, or a canvas like tote. Yeah. We, we have a lot of re- the reusable shopping bags work great. Yeah. Um, yep. Because they even have a little more stability. Yeah. And the kids can carry them easily and like they can carry, even little kids can carry one in each hand with yes. stuff from their rooms. And that's nice. Oh, I'm getting to like the end of my like list of um, tips here. Oh, here's one though. So I have done a lot of um, grabbing of things like at Walgreens because it's close to my house. Okay. So the way my house is, uh, we lost our target. We no longer have a target. So the big, I know. So the closest big box store is probably, I don't know, 15 minutes from my house. There's a hardware store, probably 10 to 12 minutes from my house. And then what's close to my house, you can get essentials there. Like I could get a Sharpie, but they probably wouldn't have good packing tape, stuff like that. Um, they wouldn't have a, a hammer if I needed one or whatever, or a tape measure, right? So like, I've really had to be careful about like triaging when I need new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want to be running out in the middle of a move all the time to go because yeah. I realized that I need a trash can for the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to run out in 15 minutes away and get one. So anyway, my tip is to use Amazon Prime liberally. I yeah. use it. I've used it the same way in the last couple of weeks as I do at the holidays, mm-hmm. which is like if I think of something, I need it. You know, it's probably very wasteful, but I don't use it like this all the time. Right. Um, right. I will literally put it in order for one thing because yeah. I'm like, I need it. I'm just, or like I'll have the kids jot down stuff during the yep. day that they realize we need. Yep. And then at the end of the night, I just order five or six things and I yeah. put in orders just constantly. And 
if it's something you need right away, then yeah, you can go to the store. But most stuff you don't, most yeah. stuff you can wait a couple of days for. It's not a big deal. So yes, use Amazon Prime liberally. Nice. <sighs> okay. I think I have like one more. Okay. Yeah. This um, is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, two more, actually. I'm looking at my list here. So one of them is to get your friends to help like in the ways that you really need. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people will ask if they can help and it's easy to default to like, yeah, show up and move some boxes. But that's probably not what you really need, especially if you have a service or like mm-hmm. me, if you have older kids, they're capable of moving boxes. Like what I really needed was someone to my friend Liz came over and put together a kitchen cart for me that I ordered off overstock.com and it had a million pieces. Oh, yeah. And that would have just I would have been in tears trying to put that together. She came over. I held her baby. She put it together. We had a glass of wine like it was super. It made it really pleasant because she's good at that stuff. Uh, My friend Katie came over and hung pictures in my new place. I'm terrible. I'm not spatially aware. They always end up crooked or like off somehow not centered properly. And she came over and did that one night and I made her dinner, which I was happy to do. So it's like everybody, you know, people can help you in ways that you really need Mm -hmm. and and that suit their skills and suit their skills and that they'll enjoy and you enjoy it. And And it got you some company and some downtime and some friends. Exactly. Exactly. Which I guess is to to wrap this all up with a pretty little bow um, is to just try to like, you know, if you're living through a move, you can run really hard, but find little ways to just take care of yourself. And we kind of talked about that, you know, creating, um, creating space in the new place if you're able to to enjoy it and mm-hmm. taking time to enjoy it i've taken a lot of baths i think i've taken a bath every single day for the last since i came in the new house because nice. i now have a bathtub like four feet from my bedroom which i haven't had in a long time and the first night i went to tj maxx and i bought myself some like epsom salts and some candles and i was like i'm just gonna take a bath every day so i have that to look yeah. forward to every day i have a bath that's like one of my favorite things in the world so it could be like a little thing i think um but just make sure you're taking time to do that stuff because otherwise it's really easy to just collapse and be grumpy and yeah. And I hate everybody add, and everything. I would add relatively nutritious food to that yeah. self-care ritual because it's so easy to slip into when you don't have, when you're not unpacked in your kitchen yeah. and you're consumed with other things, it's so easy to slip into bad eating habits. And that is like such a, it's such a mood and energy killer for me. It's not yeah. like you have to be perfect, but if there's like, and even if it costs a little more temporarily to like go get a really good smoothie or a really yeah. healthy salad for lunch and build that in because there's nothing worse than that feeling of feeling like you've had pizza and take out for a week straight. That is a very not bad a good feeling. way to keep up your energy. <laughs> right. It's not. It's not. Yeah. I think I mentioned in the last episode that I was really grateful. This was the week our sponsor HelloFresh delivered to us uh-huh. because I had not had a time to go real grocery shopping. I had like milk and bread in the house yeah. and stuff for lunches and that was it. So it was really nice to have some meals delivered and to feel yep. like I was actually yeah, exactly. preparing like, vegetables in the new kitchen. And so. that's another way a friend could help too. I mean, I know when people have new babies, people like to do meals and you and I've laughed about how we're not very good about bringing meals to people. But if you do have friends where that's their a way that they love to give, like take them yeah. up on the offer to bring over, uh, you know, some like healthy frozen meals or things that you can cook up or whatever. Do it. Yeah. Great love idea. That. This episode is sponsored by Olive in June, and Sarah, I am just so grateful that I have mastered the art of doing my nails at home. When I look down at my cute manicure, I feel a little more pulled together, no matter how crazy life is at the moment. Thankfully, Olive in June's Manny system makes it so easy and affordable to make Manny time a regular part of my weekly routine. Well, I know the feeling, Megan, and I think it's so fun that with Olive and June, you get to customize your Manny system with your choice of six polishes, plus their top coat is included. 
So Katie on our team says that she has lately been layering some of their iridescent colors over their gel-like polishes, and the final result looks super shimmery and pretty. I might have to try that this spring. Yeah, and Olive and June press-ons are another cool option. They look so real, and I think it would be a great way to test out another nail shape. A long almond shape is popular right now, and I'm kind of curious what that would look like on me. Okay, well, keep me posted on that one. Listeners, visit oliveandjune.com slash themomhour for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first Manny system. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay, so I guess I'm going to sort of talk, talk more this second Talk part. more talky. But we're talking more about just general disruption and yeah, because I yeah. think like even if you're not moving, I feel like I'm entering this time of I feel like a lot of my peers are doing some kind of home remodel renovation. Yep. And it's it's both, I think, an aspect of like, OK, maybe our little kid and baby days are behind us and we can choose to focus on improving our home or maybe we've outgrown a home or also our homes are getting older. I live in a neighborhood where the homes are old. It's not like historical old, but they're all about 25 years, uh, 20, 20 years old. Yeah. So like just the the standard issue things are now 20 years old. So people are having leaks in their roof or replacing air conditioning units. And, you know, a lot of it's not super fun, but I feel like a lot of people I know are going through this type of stuff. So, yeah, I just have a few tips from things that we learned. So we've had in the last year and a half, we had a major leak from an upstairs toilet down through a dining room ceiling. Um, and it actually involved mold. So that was like treating mold as a whole thing. And thankfully it wasn't as widespread as it could have been. And we weren't really exposed, but that was the whole thing. Um, and then we proactively repiped our entire house because we live in an area where the pipes are all failing. And once they fail, you can get a slab leak where like water's coming up from underneath. It's not just like, it's not just like a leak in your ceiling or your roof, but there's actually like water coming up from underneath and that will damage all your floorboards. It's Ugh, really, it's yeah. really bad. And it's like an epidemic. Like you hear people on my street, you see plumbing <laughs> trucks all the time and you're like, Oh, another one. Oh, so another one we, down. <laughs> we sort of like similar to like, you know, Angelina Jolie proactively, you know, had surgery to reduce her risk of cancer. That I, is a segue that, that I was like, where are we going here? Where are we going? I know. <laughs> or but, an, an analogy I did not see coming, but yes, right? I see what you mean. Because this was a major undertaking, a major plumbing undertaking only to prevent future leaks. But in, mm. in the homes where we live, it ended up being a really good thing because the leak, the type of leaks that happen can cost you $20,000, $50,000 in damage because wow. it'll ruin your okay. floors. And we have, yeah. we have nice floors. So, um, so we did a full plumbing repipe and then because of the plumbing repipe, they knock holes in your wall and go in and replace all the pipes. And so then you have to repaint and we chose to repaint the whole interior of our house because I never loved the color. So those three things all in the last year and a half. And so each one was, you know, pretty, pretty significant disruption for at least a few days. Um, so I guess here are my, here are my tips. My first two tips 
are expect more disruption than you think. And I will uh, tell a quick story about this. I think it was the painting. No, it must have been the repipe. However, they described it. They were like, you don't have to move out of your house. We're just going to use that big plastic sheet, you know, the big Uh plastic sheets and block off certain areas and whatever. And I mean, I listened to what they said, but I had a totally wrong impression of how I was going to be able to use my house while they were there. I mean, I knew it would be inconvenient, but I walked in and I couldn't get into my kitchen and there were like, like my coffee maker was in there. Like it was like, yeah. And so (laughs) I don't, I I guess next time I would just pay closer attention or just expect if someone tells you you're going to be you know, they're always going to try and make it sound like you can continue living your normal life while this is going sure. on. And I guess like, yes, but it's not going to be normal life. And so um, I would say like, similar to a move, take stock of what you think you're going to need during that time and do a little mini move out, whether it's taking like snacks and kitchen essentials and at least having access to them or, you know, whatever depends on the situation. But I, I did not get on top of that in the way that well, I should have. You know, that makes me think of like, and what's kind of weird about it, something that's happening in your house and you're continuing to do it versus a move is with a move, you kind of know everything is going to be crazy for a while. And I, what do they say? What's the saying about like, expect or happiness is like when your expectations meet reality or something like that. I actually might've just made that up, but it is a thing. Like when you're the closer your expectations come to matching what actually happens, the more content and less stressed you are about your reality. And so when you expect, when you're overly optimistic about stuff like that, it doesn't always help you. No, it doesn't really serve. It doesn't really serve anyone. Um, (laughs) and yeah, I just didn't have a lot of experience working with contractors and like having people kind of explain how things were going to work. And so we definitely learned, we just hadn't really had to go through that before. I've, I've dealt with movers, I guess is the closest, but I just hadn't done a lot of home stuff like this where people are coming into your house and like setting up shop there for several days. Right. Um, so my next one is related and that is to expect it to last longer than you think. And that is, we kind of talked about it when we were talking about moving, but the, the fallout from that, like, so let's say both of both the repipe and the painting were both about four, four day, four full day jobs where there were workers in my house. I, I didn't have access to parts of the house, et cetera. Um, and they leave in the evening. But if you got four days behind on just laundry, that is, I mean, for big families like ours, that has a, that has a long tail effect yeah, that you are really going does. to be. And that's just yes. laundry. Yeah. So like if just, I think expecting the disruption, um, the initial disruption is whatever it is, the remodel or the renovation or the new roof that's being put on or whatever. But the, the long tail on that, I think is longer than you think. And that's not like, it's not to be negative about it. It's just all the things we talked about with your move, the self-care, the planning for meals, all of those things. Just expect plan longer than the contractors tell it, you know, tell you. I feel like I'll probably be doing laundry for the next, I don't know, yeah, a month just to yeah. catch up from the laundry that didn't get done. Yeah. So, yeah, I hear you. Well, and the other thing, too, is that both of mine, well, not the major leak, the major leak, I ha- we had to respond quickly, but the other two were scheduled. So I did have the benefit and, and a move is scheduled. I did have the benefit to sort of do things ahead of time, you know, get laundry caught up ahead of time or make arrangements for meals ahead of time. I'm not sure that I did it to the degree that I would now that I know, but sometimes you don't even have that. I mean, if you have a roof leak or, right. you know, things that just a gas main burst or your pipes freeze or whatever, like those types of things you have to respond to in the moment. Then you, then you really haven't had a chance to prepare. Um, so I guess on meals, um, we kind of t- touched on it with 
your moving stuff, but I would make a meal plan that includes going out to eat, includes some takeout and sort of just treat that as you know, you know that it's not going to be home cooked meals for a week. So given that still make your meal plan and make it kind of so that um, you can come to expect what's happening. Like instead of like now it's five o'clock, everyone's hungry and I can't get into my kitchen. Um, just have that plan. So you know that you're going out for pizza one night, you're doing takeout one night, you're going to yep. do a picnic at the park one night and just sort of make that your meal plan for that week. And again, longer than you think, because that's <laughs> yeah. how it works. That's how it works. Yep. Um, so I guess my next two are more like kind of uh, on the, philosophical side of things and that is like I this has been hard for me but I have to just come to accept that like my house is in progress and I think that's more common than I thought at this stage of life like I am someone who really feels secure and stable when things are you know mostly put away I don't need a super clean house but I don't like having boxes out or having I'm sitting in Reed's room right now and there's curtains down because I made Brian take these old curtains down because I thought we were going to put some up that same day. And it's like three weeks later and he can barely fall asleep at night because it's getting later and later that it's staying light. And like, that's just an example of something that I thought would, I thought we could turn around in a day and we didn't. And that used to really bother me. Like I, I like to take on a project and finish it so I can feel like my house is relatively stable. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, I'm, no, just I get coming, you. I'm I'm coming to realize that that is that it's okay to live in a house where there's something going on at all times. And yeah. and I think I've I've been helped by knowing other people who are are able to just chill out and enjoy the fact that there's like a temporary placeholder piece of art on the wall, you know, with tape around or do you know what I mean? Like something yeah. like, oh, we're playing with that color on the wall. So there's a paint swatch up there. And it's just you can live in a house like that and still feel settled. And I think that's taken me a while to learn. Does that make sense? Well, that's like I when I think that. that's when I think things like the routines and the rituals become like your physical surroundings are just one way that right. you're um, but there's there's things that you can do no matter what's going on yeah. in the house around you. And that keeps that feeling of stability. Yeah, um, exactly. Going. And just like you said, it's plan- making a meal plan. Even if you know well, you won't be eating all those meals in your house. Or right. a lot of them will be takeout or whatever right. it is. Like you still like you still put the skeleton around it. You don't give <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if like what the the meat on the bones look different. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. So my next one in is to know yourself. And that is like just good advice for all life transitions. Um, But I think you spoke really well to that, Megan, with your move is knowing what is going to kind of hold the thread of sanity through all of this and prioritizing that. And it's different for everyone. Like, so I can probably live with a certain amount of mess chaos and, um, you know, that doesn't really bother me. But for other people, that would be a real trigger and would want to get in and, you know, clean the kitchen and set up and Mm -hmm. cook a home cooked meal right away or whatever. But so I think knowing yourself and also knowing your kids um, and sort of trying to anticipate the things that are going to disrupt or not disrupt them the most. Um, Kids are especially young kids are thrown off by change and uh, we can't protect them from that. A move or a home renovation is going to throw them off and that's okay. I don't think, I don't think it's anyone's job to, prevent that. But if it's little things like having kids pack a little suitcase for the week so that of their favorite things, even if you're not going anywhere, just so they know where everything is, or I don't know, does that make sense? Like just kind of 
trying to anticipate the things that will keep everyone feeling comforted. Yeah, I, well, I do. And, and I want to add on to that. Yeah. Um, that I think this is going to sound really dumb. But didn't we talk earlier this week about planning, planning your emotions? <laughs> I feel <laughs> Which like, isn't yeah. something yeah. I typically do. I usually just feel them. Um, but I think I'm a pretty easygoing person and I tend to just kind of full steam ahead on whatever I'm working on. And I don't tend to, uh, rule out other things. It's not like I'm like, Oh, I'm in the middle of a move. So I can't go see this play that all my friends are in or right. something like that. Like I would still probably try to figure out yeah. a way to do that. And the result is I have a, I just like everybody else, no matter how easygoing I may seem, I have a, I do have a point at which I'm done. Right. Yeah. And I, when I hit it, it always surprises me. There's yeah. always like a little, like, why, why am I so grumpy? Yeah. Like, why am I taking this out on my family or my friends? Or why yeah. do I feel like irritated that I have this obligation on my calendar or why, why, why? Like, and I feel like for me, I've just really tried, like last night I came home, I had actually gone out to see um, a play that some friends were in. So that was the example, real thing. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit like right before it, I was like, Ugh, I don't really want to go. Like, I just have other things I could be doing, but I did go and I enjoyed it. And then afterward I came right home and felt sorry for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I felt sorry for myself for like an hour. It was actually pretty great. I have to say, like, I think sometimes you need to allow yourself yeah. to hit that wall and melt down a little bit and just be irritated and with right. everybody or be irrational or whatever. And then it passes. It yep. always will pass. Right. But like, that's going to happen. Sometimes yep. you're going to be mad about something that's totally out of anyone else's control. And that's okay too. Like, it's just how you deal with it. And you try not to take it out on your kids. Yeah. <laughs> but. I'm going to bring up something else that wasn't even on my outline, but is related to this. And that is that moving and home renovations um, bring up very strong feelings about money and spending money. Um, and I think yes. for a lot of us, those can be sometimes surprising feelings. I often I'm very practical, pragmatic, like I can stick to a budget or I can plan a budget. But I, I realize that after a lot of spending money, even if it's on things that I were anticipated and planned. I feel this sort of like, not anxiety, but this like, almost like irritability at like, I get, ah. yeah, yeah. And um, I get anxiety and, about it. Right. And so those, those are real feelings. And a lot of times they come from how we were raised about money or anything like money is a powerful, it's a thing. I mean, we yeah. have feelings about it. And a lot of these things involve spending a lot of money and just paying attention to how you feel about that and how you react to it. And you know, making sure that you're on the same page with your spouse or the other people involved. Um, but money is a big one. And sometimes it can kind of come up and surprise you. I will find myself being fine about it. Like if I planned this $8,000 repipe and we budgeted for that, that's fine. But then I'll get really irritated when we're out to dinner for the fourth night in a row and it's another 70 bucks. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it builds up and I find myself being very, um, yeah, irritable about spending money and it's, it's all tied together. Right. So that's another part of kind of knowing yourself. And, and like you said, just acknowledging that these are all okay feelings. It's okay to have first world problems sometimes. Like it's okay to cry because you didn't like the paint color you picked. And like all of these things are acceptable. There's no feelings that are not okay. It's just part of it. Right. We got deep yep. there for a minute. We did go deep. I just mm-hmm. felt it needed to be said. So I don't know. Homes <laughs> homes are a big, like, it's an important part of it. And it there's is. a lot of emotions wrapped up in it. Um, okay. So my last tip is kind of a fun one. And that is that my kids are at a fun age with these various things we've done to our houses where they get really into learning about what's going on. They get super into, like, seeing the inside of our walls, like what's inside the walls or what's inside the ceiling or, you know, learning about 
electricity because we're having ceiling fans installed. I forgot about that one. That was a minor one, but we did also put some ceiling fans in recently and have an electrician. Um, so that's been kind of fun. I think there's a lot of learning opportunities for kids. I think it's great for kids to see people in different trades and um, people who are doing different kinds of jobs in different industries. Um, I think having having tradespeople in your home is an opportunity for kids to understand that working relationship to, you know, for you to model, you know, respect and a work and a business relationship, transactional relationship with those people. I just think there's all kinds of kind of interesting, fun, um, learning opportunities for younger kids when this kind of stuff is going on. And I also think kids really like to feel included. So if you do have kids who are more, um, anxious when their when their life is disrupted that I think including them in it and not having them feel like this is just something that's happening to their yes. house like my most anxious kid literally had a hole knocked in his wall you know <laughs> like right. which could be upsetting <laughs> right. but I think there's little ways to turn that into just including them that this is an adventure we're having as a family and that would be the same for a move and that they're included in it they get to help make decisions they get to help learn that it's not just happening to them I guess that yeah. would be my parenting tip I love that. And I want to kind of then apply that as well to moving. I think, yeah. you know, there's a lot, there's so many lessons there and the more involved they are, the like my kids, they're older. My oldest, yeah. well, one, my oldest isn't even in town right now, but the oldest at helping is 18 and then the youngest is nine. So they're all very involved. They've all been moving yeah. things, but I think they're learning a lot about how to plan, like strategically plan a big life change, yeah. how to prioritize a to-do list, how to knock things off the to-do list, how to see something all the way through from beginning to end, Um, how to decide what's worth keeping. And that is like something that I think is really hard for a lot of kids. And I will admit, I did a lot of Clara's room while she wasn't there because I I just knew it would be way more stress if (laughs) she was trying to make decisions about every little thing. But I did talk to her a lot about, you know, when you have too much stuff, none of like she would say, that's like throwing away a memory. And I said, when you have too many memories that you're hanging on to, then you can't find them. Like yeah. you can't, the ones that yeah. matter the most are buried and you you don't get to, you know, play with them. So the memory has to be somewhere else besides a physical piece of paper. Right. Um, we all get sentimental about certain things and I'm certainly no, you know, no different than anybody else, but I've gotten pretty good with so many moves about realizing what is worth hanging on to and looking at again and what can just live on as a picture on my phone or just a memory and be gotten rid of. So, um, what are the things that can be repurchased and it's easier to repurchase them later than it is to put them in a box right now and worry about them and stuff like that. So I think that's all stuff that the kids are, are learning through this process. Um, either just by watching or by having to do it themselves. Yeah. I want to say one more thing about kids and moves. And I know I mentioned this back in that older episode because it really struck me. But when my kids were little and we were moving, they thought at first that they were going to have to leave their beds and even some of their toys in the old house. Yeah. And so I use that as an example just to remind you guys that kids, first of all, they 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 want to understand more than we think they do, but then they also have major gaps in the way they understand the world works. So you might think they're not paying attention or not listening when they really are, but then you also can't assume that they understand the way moves really work. So especially with little kids, really reassuring them that a move to a new home, you know, what that means, what we are taking with us. Are we, maybe we're not taking our refrigerator, but we can take all of the food in it. And maybe, you know, we, we are taking our beds and our pillows and our, you know, cause they'll get really, like confused about what I'm leaving behind. And you can probably head off some 
some upset feelings just by like, whoa, like I have to actually explain what's going to happen. A truck's going to come. You're going to see your stuff go, you know, go bye bye. But then it's going to be the same stuff in a new house. And that it sounds so simple to us, but little kids. And I mean, everything from two up until six or seven, really, if they've never had a move, might not understand that. So I know I talked about that in that other episode because I was like, oh, wait, 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 we need to back up. Like, I didn't realize how little you understood about what was happening. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we expect that they do, but they don't have the context. They don't have like all the the context. It's all the life experience that says when when X happens, that means Y and Z, but not A and B. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Hmm. Well, this is fun. I don't want to move anytime soon. So I'm glad that you took one for the team so we could do this episode. (laughs) I don't even really want to do a remodel. I want my house to stay. You just want everything to stay exactly the same. I do. I really like That's why people end up living in time capsule houses, I think. It's not because, you know, they're waiting for it to come back. It's just because who wants to deal with it? Except can your friend Katie come over to my house and hang art? Because I know I've complained about this to you, I think on the podcast and in real life, but we painted in January and I was so excited to have plain walls to redecorate. And it's April 21st, guys. You know what? I bet you. I bet you if you had a party and I know. asked people yes. to come over and hang art for you and you supplied like snacks and wine, I bet you you would have your house totally done. Totally. And it like would actually night. look amazing. I have such yeah. commitment problems with hanging stuff. Like See, I feel like need, especially since, some friends. I know. I thought you were going to say just have a party and it'll get my butt in gear to hang stuff before the party oh, starts. Oh, no. Which just is also like, true. <laughs> have like f- like four to six girlfriends over. That's a good idea. And then just ask them to come and each like offer advice and suggestions and get and the, with the goal being your living space. Everything's hung up on it by the time they leave. I love that idea. We should okay. do it. All right. Um, OK, guys, well, we're going to wrap up everything we talked about, which there were several things will be at the This was episode 153. Um, you'll also find information about our sponsors. Shoot Along and Warby Parker will be there in the show notes for episode 153. And we will be back with you guys next week. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening, and left the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone, we have a favor to ask. If you are an Apple Podcasts user, can you check really quickly to make sure you're still following the Mom Hour? Apple did one of their big software updates recently, and it changed a bunch of things about how you get the podcasts you're subscribed to. If Apple Podcasts is your podcast app of choice, all you have to do is find your way to our show page and then click the little plus sign or follow in the top right corner. Thanks so much.